Welcome to the Woman Inc. podcast. This is the place for the new generation of women looking to lead the life of their absolute dreams. I'm your host, Jenna Toddy, entrepreneur, life coach, and strategist for modern businesswomen and entrepreneurs. I am a city girl, sriracha lover, and that friend who will hype you up when you forget how powerful you truly are. I am on a mission to make Women Inc. the most powerful network of women who are leveling up, owning what they want, and becoming who they've always wanted to be. Have you ever wondered what it would look like if you went all in on yourself? No turning back. If so, you are in the right place, my girl. Let's get started. Hello, my beautiful Woman Inc. listeners. This week's episode is extra special to me. It is the first time I have interviewed two founders at once. I love, love, loved this episode. They complement each other so well, and I can't wait for you guys to hear this. So they have a bio that I could read for a very long time. Their list of credentials is absolutely insane, over the top, amazing. They are just such impressive, powerful women. So I'm going to read off everything and I just want you to know that this is only about one third of what I could read, but it would take the entire episode. So definitely follow them, follow their careers. They are both so inspiring and both have so much wisdom to bring. Michelle Larravee and Dr. Sherry Auth are the co-founders of Within, the first omni-channel brand for holistic healing rooted in traditional Chinese medicine. Within offers at-home healing through acupuncture tools, organic herbal supplements, ancient beauty tools, and more. They also do in-person healing at their acupuncture retail studio in Flatiron, NYC's wellness hub. Michelle has a Bachelor's of Science from Georgetown University School of Foreign Service, an MBA from the Wharton School, and an MA from the University of Pennsylvania. No big deal. Just three Ivy Leagues and one person. She has spoken on numerous panels and conferences and was featured in Inc. Magazine's 100 Women Building America's Most Ambitious Businesses in 2019. Chinese medicine was Michelle's saving grace after a devastating ski accident left her with chronic pain. She believes in sharing natural solutions for pain, stress, and other ailments with the masses. We all know New York City, any city, we need this. Dr. Sherry, on the other hand, is a doctor of Chinese medicine, licensed acupuncturist, and board-certified herbalist with decades of experience treating patients globally. While her credentials speak for themselves, her roster of celebrity clients like Olivia Wilde, Yoko Ono, and Sting speak to the profound impact of her unique and heartfelt approach to healing. You can just feel it when you talk to her. Dr. Sherry is the mastermind behind Within's treatment method and herbal blends. She's devoted her life to helping people live happier, fuller lives. You can find Within on Instagram at WTHN and make sure, make sure, make sure to stop into their wellness studio if you are in New York. It is only heaven. Now, let's get over to my conversation with Dr. Sherry and Michelle. 
So first, I am such a huge fan because my dad actually was into acupuncture like from the time as long as I can remember. I had like Chinese herbs all over my house and he had cupping marks all over his back. And my friends are like, what is happening in your house? So I've been really interested in this world for so long. And I know now it's becoming so much more popular, but maybe we'll start with you, Dr. Cherry. Can you kind of give us your background of how you first got into this world? Sure. You know, I I was always really into ancient traditions and really interested in helping people. My father's more in Western medicine. Originally, I thought, well, maybe I'll be like a, a shrink or something like that. But I learned how to really just study mind-body practices. So I studied all over the world, studied in China and Thailand and India and Peru and Japan, and really just dedicated my life to doing healing work. So I have a vast background. I have a doctorate in Chinese medicine. I'm also uh, certified in the Rolf Method of Structural Integration, and I'm a licensed massage therapist and certified in Ashtanga Yoga and in Pilates, and I'm a certified shaman. And I also used to work for Deepak Chopra and have a background in Ayurvedic medicine as well and Panchakarma therapist. Um, So I really enjoyed a, a private practice for a couple of decades before starting within. And within is really my dream. It's making Chinese medicine more accessible. So acupuncture and Chinese herbs, and it's bringing it to a larger audience and really demystifying how these systems work. I love it. You have such an incredible background. And when did you know that that is what you wanted to do? Do you feel like it was a calling from early on? I definitely feel like it was a calling from early on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I went to high school in the eighties and, and things like yoga and meditation were very fringe back then. And, and I was sort of the weird kid that was, you know, drinking green juice and, and meditating and, you know, reading the Tibetan book of the dead and that sort of thing. So yeah, I was just always into it. I love that. And then Michelle, you have a very different background and I love how you guys kind of come together, but can you give a little bit of background from where you started before co-founding with it? Sure, absolutely. Um, Yeah, I think Sherry and I have really complimentary backgrounds in terms of kind of how we came to starting within. Um, My background is in the healthcare industry for the past 15 years. I initially started in investment banking, working with hospital systems and academic medical centers to raise capital, and then went to business school at Wharton, spent some time working at the World Bank, investing in emerging markets in the private equity space, also in the healthcare sector, and then spent some time doing strategy and innovation consulting in healthcare. And, and working, you know, kind of with cutting edge big data and AI and things like that, you know, but at the same time, really seeing some broader shifts that were happening in the healthcare industry towards more preventative care, looking at population health more broadly and thinking about wellness solutions that could, you know, really complement medical treatment, you know, kind of inpatient and also lower costs and lead to better outcomes. Um, So, you know, kind of have always been really passionate about that. Um, I think, you know, for me, it's always being involved in healthcare has felt really tangible and meaningful because, you know, no matter how you look at it, everybody in this country is is somehow impacted by the healthcare system and it's broken, it's costly, it's, you know, outcomes are, are falling. And so, you know, being just a small part of, of making positive change always felt really meaningful. But then, 
you know, in addition to some of those macro trends that I was describing that really fit where within is playing in terms of holistic and preventative care, um, my inspiration for within came from my own personal health transformation through Chinese medicine. So about five years, five, six years ago, I had a ski accident, ended up with dislocated vertebrae in my neck and a fracture in my back. And, you know, was really in a cycle of chronic pain where I was taking painkillers and muscle relaxers and, um, you know, physical therapy and all sorts of different shots and interventions. And, you know, really, really hard to kind of live like that. And at some point, my doctor suggested trying acupuncture. At the time, I really didn't know too much about it, but was willing to try anything. And so the pain and relief was almost immediate, which was really exciting. And then as I went regularly, um, started to realize all these other benefits, started incorporating cupping, started incorporating herbs, various different diet nutrition recommendation, and was like, oh my gosh, I'm getting sick less. You know, I have so much more energy. I'm sleeping better. I'm less stressed. It was, it was like really incredible because all of these were like ultimately side benefits versus side effects of you know, treatment for pain. And then fast forward a year later, and I started using Chinese medicine to help me with my own fertility journey. And so, you know, was able to get pregnant, uh, you know, kind of deal with some hormonal balance issues, and then successfully get pregnant, have a healthy pregnancy um, with my first kid. And so, you know, as I'm thinking through all this, like, it's fundamentally life transformative. And I was feeling also very much empowered about my own health. I felt like, wow, I have a toolkit that's available to me. I don't have to just kind of take, you know, whatever illness comes my way or, um, you know, be stressed all the time. And so, you know, kind of thinking through that. And then I would say as a consumer of modern wellness services in New York, whether it was dry bar or soul cycle, um, you know, felt that my own experience with Chinese medicine itself could be more accessible, kind of in line with the modern expectations of services I was just describing. So I would say from that perspective, you know, it was also becoming expensive. Um, And so, you know, I really felt like that was a challenge to be able to go weekly and and do it in a way that was cost effective. Um, And then I would say, you know, kind of on the other hand, too, I would became a huge advocate for holistic medicine for preventative medicine as kind of a first line of defense and would tell like everyone I know migraines, try Chinese medicine, knee pain, back pain, fertility, you know, various different ailments. And I found that people were interested, but it was hard to get started because there wasn't an easy go-to place. And it was also kind of to my earlier point, expensive. And so for me, that was really the inspiration for within was how do we reinvent the experience end to end of acupuncture and of Chinese medicine, incorporating herbs and things like that in a way that feels really modern, really accessible. um, And also that's really educational. So people understand, you know, the history, the science, the benefits in a way that feels really compelling and easy for people to understand why it's relevant for them. I love it. And you really have done that. I feel like you guys have made this world that was kind of like, unless you happen to know a doctor that your friend recommended you to, it was not this like known branded business. And you guys have really put that kind of branding behind it, which I I love. And I think it's so smart. So was the first doctor then or acupuncturist you went to then Shari? 
No, um, Sherry was a the acupuncturist of a really good friend of mine who I was discussing the idea with. And so, you know, she was like, I think you should talk to Sherry. And so we just, we met and totally like we're on the same page from day one in terms of like what the vision was and what the possibilities were. And so we, you know, just started batting around a business plan together in terms of what that could look like. And the rest is history. I love it. And Sherry, for you, were you like, I'm already in my own world. I kind of, you know, have my own practice going. Was it a difficult decision for you to bring on a co-founder and build this business? Or did it kind of just make sense from the beginning? It was the right fit. It felt really right. And I, I would say, you know, I felt like with doing something like within, I would have the ability to have more impact. You know, as a solo practitioner, I can only see so many people. But this is a way to increase that number. So you guys decide, let's do this. Let's go in and and co-found this business. Physical locations are, of course, a big risk. You're taking on um, just a lot of what ifs. How did you guys kind of overcome that fear of like, is this going to work? How, How do we take on this risk? How did you guys think through that process in the early days? Sure. Um, I think the question of is this going to work is funny because we would, we just always were like so confident that this was going to work. And I think we were both aligned in that sense. And of course, there are days when like, you know, you're stressed and like there, you know, it's a huge process. And I felt like we were really good at like making sure that we kept the other one afloat and elevated and in the right mindset on if the other one was kind of down a little bit. But yeah, I think in terms of just knowing how powerful and transformative Chinese medicine could be and kind of knowing the types of issues that people are facing in, you know, an era of increased stress and anxiety and chronic pain and all these things, we just felt like very confident that we have solution that people need. Um, and then as it relates to kind of the overall business and kind of to your earlier point of like, what was it like to just like take the leap and and do this? I think one thing that I felt really strongly about is that you don't have to just dive in from day one. There's always, you know, a minimum viable product. There's always a mini version or a beta version that you can do to test. And then like each step of the way you feel more confident. Um, and so we did a number of things, you know, pop-ups and different focus groups with consumers and um, different types of market research as we were going along before either of us, you know, like fully left our past careers, Sherry's private practice, you know, my finance and consulting career to really dive in. So that built our confidence along the way. And, and, you know, that was just something that had been instilled in me through business school and through friends that I've seen go through the entrepreneurial process. Um, So I think that was one really important way that we approached setting up within. And then the second thing that we did, which I'm really proud of, and that I think has been, you know, a tremendous part of what we've been able to do so far today is really create a network of entrepreneurs that have done it before, particularly in the retail and brick and mortar space. And that was something that was like, we were just like obsessed from day one with like making sure that we got the right people in our corner. And so you know, Nick Jamais, who's one of the founders of Sweet Green, has been an early investor and advisor. Both Elizabeth Cutler and Julie Rice, who founded SoulCycle, are investors and advisors, and Michael Pollack from Heyday. So also, you know, very parallel um, service businesses, wellness businesses, and then also, you know, really aspirational brands that are founded around a mission and core values that are very clear. Uh, so having them, you know, they've helped us with everything from like 
the super nitty gritty of building out like operational SOPs and like roadmaps to, you know, much bigger picture questions around, you know, fundraising and staffing and, you know, kind of all all of that, you know, that you were talking about that makes brick and mortar really unique relative to, you know, a direct consumer business. Yeah, you guys have the most amazing list of investors. Like I was reading every name, like these are all of my favorite places, SLT and so many amazing founders that have believed in you. How do you feel like you prepared both of you on each of your ends for these types of meetings and going in and really sharing your vision? I know a lot of investor meetings can be stressful and you're going in maybe with like imposter syndrome. How do we communicate something we believe in so much? How do you guys feel like you were able to have these big meetings with people who you know are very well known? Sure. I can take that one to start. And then I think Sherry can jump in because I know we both have kind of a different perspective. Um, so, well, I mean, my background is in finance and, and investing as well. So from you know the perspective of pulling together materials and a deck, I felt really confident in terms of... I thought it was really important to have a clear pitch that you outline in a deck that you can send beforehand to just really tee it up. And you know, I think for us, what was really important was I, making sure that there was a problem that we are solving and then that we had a solution for that problem you know from an investor perspective like they really want to know that what you're bringing to the table is unique and that it's it's differentiated and that it's there's a demand for it i.e. there's a a problem that you're solving and so you know i think that was really important and then i think you know just really clearly laying out what the opportunity was and then i think also just the authenticity and passion that we had for the idea um and then i think what was really unique too was our differentiated background and skill sets that we really are kind of this perfect combination and so that was you know really how we approached preparing for investor meetings in general and i would just throw in that like Sure, investors want to see what the white space is that you're filling, but they also want to see passionate founders. And that's where I felt like Michelle and I could both just be our authentic selves at pitches because we really truly were and are passionate about the mission of Within and the concept of Within. I think that is so important. And people, I think when they feel that in you, that's just something you can't fake. It's like, it just, it has to be authentic. I love that. So New York City, of course, I live there. So I know it's it's a stressful city. And I think a lot of people, especially this kind of millennial demographic, deals with an immense amount of stress. And then you have also co-founders and people who are like hustling and, and starting businesses in New York or working in finance. How would you guys say you balance your own stress as founders and tips that you can share that would be something just to do every single day that's helped you as founders? It's really convenient having uh, awesome acupuncture at your workplace. <laughs> so I, I know for me, that, that's my easy go-to. Yeah. You know, is I love the healers at Within and, and it's... It serves a lot of purposes for me going in for acupuncture, both for self-care and also just getting to know the team and spending spending time with them. So, so that's an easy win for me. And then I take our within herbs every day. I usually take gut check and fully charged in the morning for energy and digestion. Um, and then I take immunity in the afternoon. And I just think herbs are really part of a healthy diet. They're superfoods. And so they keep my body really strong. 
you know, look at this is this is my world. So I got a lot of uh, self care hacks that that I'm doing all the time. You know, I think movement and exercise is key, and we have to do that every day. And I know when we first started within, that was one of the things that I sacrificed, but it, it didn't last very long. My body, you know, was loud and clear that that was just something that I could not sacrifice. So I think that's really important. Eating right is really important, and, and then mindset. You know, at some point you have to have, even though I'm so passionate about within, I need to have a boundary so that I can let it go and just be with my family and not think about it. You know, you have to have that for your own peace of mind. Sherry took a lot of my similar routines. I think we've worked together long enough that we like share by osmosis some of our our go-tos. But I mean, for sure, weekly acupuncture is a game changer. Like if I don't get acupuncture for you know, two, but like for sure three weeks and I'll feel myself be like more keyed up, more in my headspace than I am normally. What is going on? And then I'll like realize and like jump back into the routine. I actually rely on our or a different herb one than Sherry does, which is uh, Run the World. It's our adaptogenic daily stress management formula that has things like ashwagandha in it, which is adaptogenic. Um, and it, the ingredients in the blend are actually shown to help lower cortisol levels in your brain, which is, you know, fight or flight response. Um, so that just gives me like a, but it's being adaptogenic, it's also energizing. It's not a sedative herb. So I love that it's just kind of like a daily dose of, of chill, but in a uplifting way. And then you know, for me, exercise is really important too, just to kind of release. Um, but I, what I've found are two kind of other things, particularly in the past year that have really made a difference for me. And one is getting outside as much as possible. Um, you know, I fortunately live near Prospect Park in Brooklyn. And so I'm able to, you know, easily be in some green space, but just kind of being in nature really makes a difference. And whether that's, you know, me out playing with my kids or even um, taking some conference calls while I'm walking, like I try to like plan in advance during the week, like, okay, I can actually get outside and do that. And then I think the other thing that is really that I've really leaned into and this year is planning things to look forward to and doing that proactively and doing it consistently. Um, You know, I think last year there wasn't really anything to do or to look forward to. And so, you know, even this year, like in the first three, four months of the year, when there was still so much uncertainty, uh, you know, just little things um, like a call with a friend or a coffee date, or, you know, could be bigger things like a weekend trip or a vacation. Um, But just knowing that I have something to look forward to every week has really made a big difference for me. That's so good. I heard this quote a long time ago and I have it written down on my desktop and it's a simple definition of happiness is someone to love, something to do and something to look forward to. Cool. So true. Like it could be just the smallest thing I excited for, I don't know, seeing a friend on Friday and it's Monday, (laughs) something really little really can give you that. Yeah. So with co-founders, you, I've heard these stories of like, Going to therapy, it's like a marriage and there's so much that goes into the relationships between co-founders. How do you guys separate your different roles and then how do you make sure you communicate well? Sure. Well, I'll start, Sherry, you can jump in too. I would say in terms of the roles, that's something that over time, I think we've gotten better at and we like, you know, have really clear 
And we also have a head of strategy and operations. So kind of like the three of us have really clear, just like, these are the pillars. This is what we're each focused on. Um, and we kind of lay it out at the beginning of the year, but then are in touch on it, you know, monthly, if not more often than that. And then for sure, quarterly, as we're setting goals um, that each of us want to achieve within within those pillars and just having like a clear roadmap almost that's like written out um, and reviewed and agreed to, I think really just makes it obvious and makes it, you know, clear, which is great. And I think, you know, we can like sift through any area. There's a lot of collaboration, obviously, too. And so we also try to say like, this is who's an owner versus this is who's an influencer. So you'll still have a lot of input, but you won't, uh, you know, you don't necessarily have the final say. So trying to make those distinctions as well. Um, so that we also know like which stakeholders to pull in at appropriate times and things like that. And that kind of then trickles down throughout the, the team. And then in terms of communication, I think, you know, that's an area where having just like totally different backgrounds and experiences that we, you know, have had to really work on um, and and really get to know each other and like really learn each other's style and, and adjust our own styles, I would say, to like meet the other one. And for us, what's been really helpful is working with business coaches. Um, I think that's like one of my number one, like, I tell everybody that they need that, whether you're a founder or not. It just is so helpful. Um, it you know gives you kind of the ability to get outside your own head and get objective feedback and to just like work through any difficult issues. And in terms of communication, we do like communications profiles where we like you know really dive deep into like how we as an individual communicate and and then look at where there are similarities and and differences and have learned to to acknowledge the other person's style of communicating um, and, and the way that they show up. So I think for me, that's been really helpful. Yeah. And I just want to add, you know, with the roles, when you're doing a startup, I just think it's, it's, it's just par for the course that you're going to be doing. You're going to be wearing so many hats at once, you know, and some of them are not things you necessarily want to do or think that is your skill set and your background, but you just have to pitch in and do it. And, and now that we're becoming a bigger company, our roles are getting more defined and, and where they should be. But in the beginning, you're just spinning plates. You know, you're doing every job. Very true. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> So true. And I love the influencer versus owner. That's so good. If I ever have a co-founder, I'm going to definitely use that. So within hiring, you guys, I know, have, I think, three years that you require acupuncturists to train and they have to have like extensive... I forget what the background is exactly, but... They need to have a master's or a doctorate in Chinese medicine. So it's either a three-year or five-year program. Okay. Amazing. So within hiring and I guess for your executive team as well, what is something that you guys really look for or something that's really important for you when bringing someone onto your team? I really look for the spirit of a healer, you know, somebody who, who got into it. Um, you know, I ask why they got into it and, and like, you know, I'm looking for an intriguing story. I'm looking for passion. I'm looking for empathy and ability to connect you know, all the things that they can't teach you in school. And just to, to add on the corporate side, you know, we have 
core values that, you know, we are always thinking about, which we also look to see reflected in hiring. Um, And I think, you know, the number first, or one of the things that stands out to me is kind of like a number one value, particularly like as a startup um, is teamwork. And for us, that's really about to Sherry's point earlier, like you have to be willing to pitch in. So it's like, you know, even though you might have like everybody has to do different things that might not fit squarely in their job description at at any time. So no job is too big or small kind of mentality. And then I think, you know, to Sherry's point around, you know, the spirit and, you know, we're an organization that's dedicated to helping people thrive um, and feel good. And so that same kind of warmth and empathy and compassion, you know, we look for throughout the organization as well. Yeah, I love it. Sherry, this question is really just for me (laughs) to understand because I love Deepak Chopra. From working with him, what would you say is something that you really learned in that that relationship that's brought that you've brought into being now a co-founder of Within? Well, Ayurvedic medicine is actually older than Chinese medicine. So Ayurvedic medicine is the oldest medicinal system on the planet. It's from India. And it's a really beautiful system of medicine. And sometimes when I'm working with a client, there'll be little things from Ayurvedic medicine that I'll pull out of my toolbox that work best with that person. So I would say what I got out of that was really how Uh, You know, my dad had this expression. He said, when the only tool in your box is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And I think because of that, I really wanted to have a lot of different tools so that I could bring into my practice to use to treat people. Yeah, that's beautiful. You guys are still kind of a pretty new company, right? 2019, is that when you started? Yeah, that was our first year. Okay, so you've accomplished so much in such a short period of time. What is the next goal or something that you're most excited about when growing within? Yeah, I mean, I think we have I think we have a lot of things that are really exciting that are coming up. I mean, first and foremost, I'd say like still like to this day and I think always and forever, the thing that is like most exciting is just being able to impact people's health in a positive way. And so, you know, from the first day that we opened our first studio in Flatiron and were able to you know, I remember actually someone came in on our first day that was like one of our first five members and she had been in a car accident the day before and like had read about us through press, came in it like she couldn't walk because she had like, you know, had had some kind of a surgery on her knee and all this stuff. And then, you know, over the first like three, four weeks of being open, we were able to help her like walk again. And now she's like driving and, and totally back to normal, but still a member and has become a friend. Um, so yeah, just like that, that was, you know, the first day of being open and, you know, having helped 50 plus women get pregnant and kind of all these things like that is what is exciting is as we grow, we'll only be able to do more of that. Um, but I think in terms of more tactically, what's next, um, we're opening several new locations this year in New York. So after, you know, 2020 was almost like, Let's just forget it happened. <laughs> um, kind yeah. of here. Although we do, we we did, you know, make some exciting progress from an e-commerce and wholesale perspective while we were closed and kind of refocusing and, and launching some new products in the acupressure space, like an acupressure mat. But yeah, this year we're we're back to growth from a brick and mortar perspective, which is really exciting. And then expanding our line of herbal medicine as well this year has been 
has been great. And we're, we've got some other, you know, kind of exciting initiatives around sustainability, which has always been important to us coming up as well. So stay tuned. Oh, I'm so excited. And question, did you guys launch the product of the herbs while you were in 2020? So in 2020, we launched the, and this was really like Sherry's brainchild, like as we kind of closed our doors for us, it was, you know, we're again, a healing organization and in the midst of the worst health crisis, we're all of a sudden not able to do what we do best, which was, you know, really challenging. Like our clients are struggling and we want to be there for them. You know, what can we do? And Sherry had this amazing idea, which was to like they're at home and they're suffering at home. So like, what else can we do from an at-home healing perspective? Um, And, you know, we had had this concept of an acupressure mat, you know, on the roadmap, but just not for 2020. Um, And Sherry, you know, came up with this idea of like, let's, let's launch this mat. And it's going to be amazing. It's like, you know, all the work from home aches and pains. It's great for sleep and stress. And so turn that around like super quickly and, and over the course of several months. So that was really our big product launch during quarantine. Yeah, that is the true like entrepreneur mindset of, okay, our doors are shut. We literally cannot see patients. How do we pivot during this time? I love it. It also comes out of caring for our patients. You know, we treat so much pain as acupuncturists, you know? Luckily now acupuncture is deemed an essential service. So our, our doors can't be shut again. But I know it was hard on a lot of our, us, you know, that we couldn't treat people yeah. who have chronic pain. And that's what you were saying, Michelle, like even a few weeks off and you're so used to this practice, you feel that. And that's that's really, I can imagine, so hard for people who have especially come weekly and are so ingrained in, in the healing and the practice. So for the last question, I would love to know from both of your perspectives for a woman who is wanting to start her own business and just really go after her calling all out, what would be your number one piece of advice to that woman? I mean, I think if you follow your heart, you can't go wrong, you know, so quieting your mind so that you can really listen to your heart and making sure that you're, it's your dream and not somebody else's dream. Mm, That's so good. I would say just do it. Like you have to do it. That's the number one barrier, I think, to female entrepreneurs is just like thinking through like, oh my God, but what if this, but what if that, but what if... And like, if you don't just get started, you know, it's never going to happen. And so I think the other piece of that, and we touched on this a little bit earlier, but is there's this conception that you have to like, throw everything away and like make this huge leap and like put invest your life savings from the first day. And so I think that that's like the other piece of advice I have too, is like, just start small, like figure out like what is like the smallest, smallest, smallest version that you can do of your idea and test it so and get some positive feedback or get some negative feedback and like try again and like think, go about it in a way that you're not taking a risk that feels unmanageable. I love it. I love both of your perspectives are like so complimentary. Follow your heart and just do it. (laughs) Thank you both so, so, so much. I have been so looking forward to this interview and it's been so amazing to hear both of your perspectives. And I know this will help so many of our listeners. So I'm so honored to have you both. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks, Jenna. And we'd love to have you into the studio soon. Yes. I'm telling you, last time I was there, it was life-changing. I told so many people because I had the future self-meditation and I was just like, 
so zened out. So I would love to come for acupuncture. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you guys. Sounds great. Take care. (laughs) Have a beautiful day. Bye. Okay. I hope you enjoyed this episode and are feeling so fired up to go out there and create that business or side hustle that's been on your to-do list, you know, a little bit longer than you care to admit. It is never too late to make the first step towards the life you want more than anything else. If you haven't already, make sure you are subscribed to the show so that you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, keep becoming the woman of your wildest dreams.